Oh, what's up? Nostalgia Pod coming at you with your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. My name is Patrick Sheehan. I am here with my co-host Dave Martinson. Dave, what a sad day, man. Not good, man. Like you know, obviously the most uh, overused line when it comes to any kind of tragedy is uh, T's and P's, but as a podcast who has no real power over gun regulation, I guess really at this point, really thoughts and prayers and Indeed. hoping for the best of everybody, to everybody in Las Vegas. And then I come out of work this afternoon and I, I get had like 10 texts from my family and friends telling me Tom Petty has died. Age 66. Now, since the report was made, TMZ and CBS News yep. have retracted have retracted the statements or not retracted but clarified saying he's not dead but he's clinging on to life but yeah, it doesn't look good arrest. for him yeah not good not good at all you know it's nuts because like tom petty never had like the reputation as being like a huge like party or druggy guy like he was a little younger he kind of missed like the rolling stones generation like for keith richard and mick jagger and those guys are still kicking just fine and it's, it's, it's always so strange to me that those guys that like beat the shit out of themselves are still kicking and you know like like Prince, you know, I mean, he did some drugs, but he died pretty young too. And David Bowie, so you know, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know we we were talking I think the last couple of weeks because Dave Grohl as like the ambassador of rock now, but just how like the Killers are also like a huge rock band right now. Tom Petty just finished up a, a North American tour, and I mean that guy he was legitimately like a rock god. Mm-hmm. I mean. I was listening to some of the songs on the way home from work today, and that guy, his range was from these wonderful, like, low-key songs with a lot of meaning, like Wildflowers, and then he had those crazy hits like Running Down a Dream, where it was just, like, straight rock. And I I actually had the privilege to see him live in concert back in 2013 at the the first Firefly I went to, and, man, he was his band was fucking tight, he was rocking it, and he told some of the best stories. It was one of my favorite concerts of the weekend, and just if this is it for Tom Petty, which it looks like it might be, huge loss to the rock community and just to the music community in general. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite Tom Petty song, Dave? Yeah, it's probably Run Down a Dream. You know, Free Fallen's really yeah. good, too. But they're his big, most popular smash hits for a reason. Yeah, definitely. Wildflower is horribly underrated, even though it's still one of his most well-known songs, but it's just a beautiful song in general. Why don't we jump, though, to some happier news True love has hit Hollywood. Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. <laughs> they're in love and they're having a baby. Man, Tyga was dating her for how long? Couldn't couldn't <laughs> do what he needed to do. And then Travis Scott's there not five months. And as he said on that one song recently, uh, just let me come inside, Joe. Well, <laughs> hey, he did. A little too literal. Yeah. <laughs> a little too literal. Yeah, I mean, I feel... I, I don't really keep up with the Kardashians. I should... Probably watch the TV show. Not necessary. <laughs> although, although I gotta say, with with OJ being released, if he's gonna be on on their show, I actually might tune in. Oh wow! I don't. Y- know you know, Chris Jenner will think about it, so it's in play. Yeah, <laughs> she is, dude. Chris Jenner is playing like three dimensional chess while we're all. Oh yeah, characters. I mean they She's haven't they haven't even made an official statement about the the Kylie Travis stuff because you know they're waiting for the perfect plan, the perfect moment. <laughs> so the perfect plan yeah, whatever but an interesting thing so kylie's pregnant right now doesn't kim have a surrogate at Correct. the moment they've like for their third yeah, child? They officially announced that so 
more Yeezy babies. Man. That's fine with me. Yeah, I don't know how SNL hasn't done this skit, but Kanye at a fertility clinic. Like, oh, I feel like that would be yeah. an awesome SNL skit. I'll, Get Jay Farrow back for that. I will say, I watched the SNL cold open for the season start this past week, and yeah, Alec Baldwin as Trump and Kate McKinnon as Jeff Sessions, and whoever they have playing Chuck Schumer <laughs> at the end. That was hilarious. Like, I was dying. <laughs> Kate McKinnon as Jeff Sessions is my favorite take on any political figure right now. It's so fucking Yeah, like, weird. she did uh, Angela Merkel on Weekend Update later on, but Sessions was just so much better. <laughs> no, yeah, that the new SNL, actually, I, I stayed up for the first half. It was pretty good, and then it looks like Weekend Update actually was pretty good as well, so maybe this is going to be a, a strong year for them. But speaking of actual true love, Jon Snow and Egret. That's right. In real life. Going down to the ice cave for the rest of their lives. The Lord's kiss. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And they did be dating a while. Yeah, good. Good good for them. Yeah, so it's Kit Harrington and and what's Uh, Rose Leslie. Rose Leslie. British actress, surprise. You know, Fall of Thrones. So, you know, actually, I watched the other day uh, Seven Days in Hell. The the H, the, no, it's oh yes. Andy Samberg. I saw that. That's funny. About tennis. Fucking Kit Kit Harrington is so good as like just a dunce yep. in that it's it was fucking great. Also, Bill Simmons did a great podcast with Sandberg recently. He did. It's yes. really worth a listen. Yeah. He's got great perspective. I still haven't seen Tour de Pharmacy. I'd like to watch that. Oh, it's hilarious. Fucking John Cena in that movie. Just it, w- once you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But Word. he's fucking great. So yeah, and just before we jump into so a lot of TV and music today, Blade Runner has mostly favorable reviews. So Dave, fill us in. What, what's it looking like for Blade Runner right now? Oh, shit. I actually forgot the exact figures. It's like nine. It's a high 90, 96%? 90, 95. 95 in Rotten Tomatoes. Overwhelmingly yep. positive reviews from everyone, which is great to hear because this is directed by one of our favorite directors, Denny Villeneuve, and stars Ryan Gosling, and of course the returning Harrison Ford, and Jared Leto's in there as well. So this is great news. This comes out this weekend. Should be the Number one movie at the uh, box office, no doubt, and we'll be talking about it next week. Yep, definitely. I'm definitely going to see this this weekend, so we will. I'll be able to talk about a movie for once. That'll mm-hmm. be nice. So why don't we jump into a couple of TV news and notes, just things that started up, things that are f- wrapping up. Rick and Morty. Season 3. Season 3. Episode 10 came out, so that means it was a season finale. I did not get to watch it yet. But overall, this show is just phenomenal. Really good all the time. Nothing else really to say about it. Just if you haven't caught up, you can catch up on Hulu. Or I believe you can go on to the Adult Swim app if you have cable and watch all of them. Or just go online and watch them. Also, Kirby Enthusiasm came back. Right. Season now, 9. Uh, but, yep, Season 9. Vice Principals has been back, and we haven't had a chance to watch that yet. But Curb, I've made time to watch last night. Larry David's just, he's just such a crude blunt old man yep. and i love it yeah and there there was a scene with uh him leon and this uh lesbian barber last night where they were telling her that she's not the bride that that she's the groom and, and her <laughs> spouse or fiance is the bride and i i was literally crying it was so fucking funny so he hasn't lost a step larry david's just always larry david i think just him being him is funny so why don't we talk about the deuce though Curb is a known quantity. Rick and Morty is a known quantity. The Deuce, all we know is it's coming from David Simon that James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal are in it. After right. that, it's a lot of we're not really sure. So, Dave, I mean, I know we've each seen three episodes. We did not see the newest one last night. But what is your uh, what's your take on this show so far? Yeah, I think it's 
really strong. I mean, as you said, David Simon and his frequent collaborator, George Pelicanos, mm-hmm. they're always known for their great writing and just strong show writing in general. And it really shines because Deuce really takes you back to uh, 1971 Times Square in New York City. And as yep. you watch the show, you know, it's only a mini series, only eight episodes, but we've seen three of the eight so far. And it really shows you and teaches you how that ecosystem of prostitution worked back then. And as the porn industry rose out of that, and it's just, right. I think I like the way Alan Sepinwall put it. It's a show about selling sex, but the show itself is more interested in the selling than the sex, which is mm-hmm. it's, it's excellent. It's not just, you know, tits and dragons, as Ian McShane would explain Game of Thrones. There's not <laughs> gratuitous close-ups of the sex. In fact, this is not even glamorous, you know? It's, P and V. Exactly. It's about everything else, and I think that's what makes it so great, and then obviously they got great talent and they're working on a great script so there's just so much to like yeah you know i i mean i I agree with pretty much everything you said david simon one of the things he does so well in these shows i think we we talked a little bit about this maybe when you were talking on watching uh show me a hero i think you mentioned it quick he just does such great character exploration you know one of the ones i think i've been most fascinated by has been maggie gyllenhaal's character candy and how she's this like veteran prostitute on the flip side of her life she's this mom whose mother is raising her child and or is that her mother i guess yeah i'm not exactly sure but then like how she's then using that uh, situation to propel her into more moving forward just really interesting one of the the things we we talked about with fargo season three was how ewan mcgregor was playing twins and we didn't really like that call. How do you feel about Franco playing Frank and uh, Vinny Martino? Yeah, I think, see, it's interesting because the Ewan McGregor characters in Fargo season three definitely felt distinct. They have, they had physical differences that are very noticeable, but they also felt different. But I don't know, it seemed a little more gimmicky there, but I think it's working in the deuce. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of fleshing out both guys, but it's really focusing on, uh, I forget their names, but the one, uh, the one, the more straight, uh, James Franco. Yeah, Frankie. The guy who's running the bar. So I think it's working so far, but jury's still out. Yeah, you know, there's only been a couple of times when I've felt like a little bit confused on which one's yeah. which. But for the most part, I think the way that the characters act and like the mannerisms that Franco pl- has for each of them really distinguishes them very easily. Like Vinny is such more of like a sly, cunning person and Frank just seems more like a a lost little puppy dog who's also really good at running bars, apparently. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think in the end, they're probably going to be the most tragic tale from this is, is the way it's kind of shaping up where they're going to be like uh, the people who are fronting right. this and are probably going to take the well, big you got the mob involved. You got other factions right. involved. So, yeah, it's kind of setting up for some conflict. The police are already being established. So, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and, and Frank in, in the beginning, I mean, just what's going on with his wife pretty much is already pretty sad yeah you know also i, I want to shout out margarita laviva she's the the college student yes who sure. well not she's so she's really <laughs> yeah no but she's been catching my eye every scene that she's in she just is like electric to watch and she hasn't even really had that much to do yeah so. it's a lot of guessing of where you think she, her character's gonna go given what the rest of the show is about but yeah i, I exactly agree. yeah we said about maggie gyllenhaal i think this also uh pertains to a bunch of the other prostitutes you get in the know is that the, it, it shows the agency of prostitutes they're not mm-hmm. just doing it because they just want to or they have nothing else to do like they, they all have their reasons right. and as they start learning about porn and like they start talking about like residuals and royalties basically and 
you know it's like yeah they're not dumb people you know and i, I really like that and even the relationship with uh the pimps you know cc in particular has yeah. been really built up and obviously it's not glorifying pimps it's not making them not to be these totally great guys but it's not totally making them caricatures either and i think that's a testament to Pelicanos and Simon script writing and we're watching yeah. those relationships grow and I assume they're going to tail off but it's awesome so far. No, I agree. You know, actually speaking of the the relationships between the the pimps and, and the prostitutes, Dominique Fishback Starlene, the uh, African American one, she's a really interesting yeah. character to watch just because her relationship with her I forgot who plays. I think it's Lawrence Gilliard plays her pimp. They're back and forth as well as uh, like just the way that it kind of seems like he's falling in love with her, but like obviously can't like cross his lines. I, I can't tell what, what's going on there, but it just feels like a very like interesting, like they had that, that scene in the third episode where she was telling him how the regular just pays for her to watch movies with. Him. Right. And he's like, which one did you watch? And they talk about tale of two cities and like, they have like a very like sweet, genuine moment mm-hmm. there. And then he drops the sunglasses. He's like, pick that up. It just like goes back and forth so quickly, but like seeing like the soft side of you, those people, but then like how the roles yeah. push them Definitely. into these other, Definitely. very interesting. Shout out method man as the, one of the pimps. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene where like the cops are, are like, everybody's going tonight. He's like, oh, and just like, has that like perfect method man face. And like, yes, he's great. Anything else about the deuce that sticks out to you? Yeah. So there's a lot of Simon alums in there, right? Dominic Fishback was yeah. in uh, Show Me a Hero. I know there's a few okay. wire faces in there from what I've read. But uh, yeah, definitely check this show out. It's only a mini series. Four episodes are out, four to go. You know, if you like great writing, if you like good acting, you like being transported to a world, there's a lot to like here Uh, there's very little not to like i think so please check it out yeah it's a fun show we'll be talking more about it as it draws to a close depending on uh if anything major happens on it that's worth talking about or maybe we'll just do like a season recap but why don't we jump into some uh, music real quick i I, want to start with this band i just kind of turned on to the other day called mount kimby now apparently this this is their third album i had never heard any of their work previous it's it's an album called love what remains these two are collaborating from los angeles and, and london it's almost like a postal service type situation where they're sending tracks back and forth to each other a lot easier now than when ben gibbard was doing it with the postal service but these guys actually surprised me because this album is very like folk but electronic at the same time i don't know so like to to explain it it's a very like soft album think about who would you compare it to like a combination of x and y yeah that's what i was just thinking of blake has name but the guy who does uh, skinny love vernon he was uh he collaborates with kanye although oh, uh, i can't really bonnie vere justin vernon yeah bonnie vere yes i would say they're very like bonnie verish only like uh a little bit less electronic than that huh. if that makes sense and and they use a lot of like small sounds these guys produced a song on 444 for jay-z and they produced juke jam oh nice uh, off chances coloring yeah coloring book so they really pay attention to like very small sounds and they have great buildups they've used a full band they're just a really interesting group I, I think if you don't if you don't really appreciate music if you just really like hip-hop for like like the beat or just for like the, the words that are being said you probably won't really enjoy these guys but i think if you can enjoy like the full sound and like the intricacies of it you'll really dig it. mount kimby love what remains check them out but the album i was most surprised at and I, I made myself listen to it. I was like, ah, I'm just going to check it out. Boogie with a Hoodie. Really? Bigger artist. You were a fan. I really enjoyed this album. 
really enjoyed this album. Interesting. Please explain. So I had never really listened to him. The name sounded familiar. And then when, when I texted you about it, you said that uh, this was an XSL freshman. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that's where I've heard the name before. This album went from, I mean, I don't think it was an amazing album by any stretch, but for, this is a debut album, correct? Correct, yes. For a debut album, this really grabbed me. Say A was an infectious song on my drive. And then slowly it just became more more sexual. And by the end, it was like, I literally was like, you know, Trey Songs has to be on this at some point, right? Like, it, 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 What's the song with Chris and, Brown called? It's literally called... Uh, fucking and Kissing. Yeah. <laughs> literally called Fucking and Kissing. I was like in my car and I was like, I was like feeling somewhat embarrassed by how like <laughs> these lyrics are going. It was uh, making me all hot and bothered. But this guy, he really, I think... The, the range he showed from going from a really fun song like that to something really sexual, I think that means that he'll have like durability to make different kinds of projects, which I think will make him have a longer lasting and different impact than most of the ones that have come out recently. But I'm wondering what you thought of him, because if I like it, I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's like this guy's actually whack like on the DL. All right. Well, he's not whack. He's he's very popular. Right. Start start there. He has uh, two gold singles from before this uh, his breakout song my shit's platinum that's a song that uh drake became aware of and gave him a co-sign uh you know late 2015 early 2016 around then and then a song from this uh this album there's a lead single called drowning with kodak black that's already platinum that's his biggest song to date that's uh top like 50 it was in the top 50 of the billboard chart uh, earlier this year so really big song for uh boogie and uh so like you say he's an xxl freshman this year he was one of the ones i predicted correctly it's pretty obvious that his popularity would get him on the cover and he also was on uh, the fast and furious soundtrack he has a song earlier like called horses with pnb rock and kodak which is uh, really good that being said i've never really gravitated towards him the way i've gravitated towards other new rappers only because i haven't really like been able to like put him down i don't think he really has like that unique of a sound he just kind of he'll do some rap and he'll do some singing that's kind of what he does i, I don't think there's mm-hmm. a lot more going on you know like mm-hmm. ugly god is funny XXX is edgy and Amine is, you know, really good. And Amaya's got that Bay Area sound, but like, what does Boogie have? Right. Like, he's from New York, which is great. I like the New York rapper succeeding, but he doesn't sound like New York at all. So, like, I, I don't think he's bad. He just has never really grabbed me. Like, I listen to his popular songs and like, right. I like my shit. I think that's a good one. And uh, Jungle's pretty good. But mm-hmm. overall, like, I, I think he's not one of my favorites. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it, I guess if I had to like really describe it going from a song like say a to fucking and kissing is almost like he went from dram to like sure. literally chris brown i think if he can like specify or like start to like melt mold more of what he actually wants to do and not be so broad but like starts to like focus it in a little bit more he can actually probably be a pretty good artist in one of those lanes but like you said i think if he's going in between both it's probably doesn't bode well for him long term right even though that that contradicts exactly what i said it would probably make him successful he's only 21 no, it'd be fine. Tell you one. <laughs> Why don't we jump to this Hoodie Allen? So, Dave, you saw Hoodie Allen at Siena College, right? I did. Yes, the Siena Fest after I graduated. That was fun. Was that was that All American? What do you mean? All American was his debut EP that came out in 2012. Right. I saw him in 2015. So, did he have another album by then? Yeah, he had his debut album. People keep talking by then. That was uh, fall 2014. Mm, okay. Then he uh, January 2016 was Happy Camper, second album, and then uh, this is the hype, his third album. So it's been almost two years since his last project yeah i've been off hoodie since pretty much all american what did you think of the the two albums 
preceding them? Yeah, it's a good question. So I think People Keep Dawkins is really good. There's a lot of songs I really like on there. Show Me What You're Made Of has a video. I like that one a lot. Uh, movie's good. The song with Max, well, Don't Mind uh, or Won't Mind. A lot of songs I like on there for sure. And then Happy Camper kind of had more of a mixtape vibe. There's a song called Surprise Party with Black Bear. That's really, really good. Hmm. He's done a song or two with Kyle recently before Kyle blew up. So yeah, I've always kind of been a fan of the career. But uh, I'm a really big fan of this new album, The Hype. What'd you think? Yeah, you know, I thought it sounded good. I, it's hard for me to get past Hoodie's, like, corniness at times. Like, there was uh, there was some lines, and I'm going to pull them up here, but on uh, on the final song, Running in Circles, which I think my jaw literally dropped because I was like, so, like, what the fuck was that? He's a name dropper. His punchlines are always in that vein. But that, that's kind of what he does as a pop rapper, too, so I'm not surprised. You know, I, I also think he tried some stuff, which worked pretty yeah. well like me and you were texting a little bit about this song called all my friends with the state champs yeah. the uh what, pop punk band yeah they're from albany if you didn't know oh really i didn't know that yeah i think uh you albany one or two of them maybe one of them's from shen too yeah no uh they're a pretty big uh pop punk band in the country too so that's cool i don't got it all figured out yet i take it day to day like my outfit hoodie like what <laughs> keep it emily blunt mama did oh, it. oh Shout yeah to bella and Gigi. got a lot of them like that yeah the the emily blunt one was terrible but but here's the thing too is like as a pop rapper that's what he's done he's kind of like he's in his lane i don't know i I just Mm -hmm. feel like he's very authentic in his sound and his bars it's kind of what i come to expect but he always makes funny songs and i think what i really like about this album is that he has a lot of killer hooks on this like uh, something dangerous at the end that that hook is great Mm -hmm. and then my favorite song the album all of me He's got a Scott yep. pointing on the on the chorus. Uh, love that, and then even yeah. even play the field. I enjoy a lot. All my friends, obviously, state champs, the pop punk crossover. I really dig. And then, funny enough, I think this kind of brings it all together. Uh, Fakin featuring Wale. Wale is a guy oh, yeah. who has a you know decent skill and decent body of work, but just constantly put down and made fun of because he's an easy punchline. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like hoodies. Like, yeah, you can kind of make fun of him and find things to make fun of, too. So I feel like they're a match made in heaven. No, you know, all for me, going back to that, I immediately, I I got to a red light when I was listening to this, and I, like, immediately put it on the Nostalgia Best of, because I was like, this is the best song off this album. It's really good. And it is a really good song. Also, Sushi, like, weirdly enough, I didn't hate that song. And I thought I was going to absolutely hate it, and I was like, huh, you know what? Actually, that song actually stuck with me. So I think it's not a bad album. He's just, uh, his corniness just makes it different. Sure, and you know and last week we reviewed macklemore's solo album gemini which is also in the pop rap vein obviously they have different sounds but you know that's still their genre and macklemore's lyrics were not strong that album at all but macklemore also Mm kind of just like pulled all these different sounds you know like he has the song uh how to play the flute which is literally like a mask off ripoff right he has that Mm -hmm. one feature that literally sounds like chance he's got willie he's got offset on willie wonka you know miga like Macklemore is pulling yeah. from all over the place, whereas Hoodie, I feel like, really knows his sounds and kind of threw a bunch of different hooks together. So yeah, I think as as a pop rap album for a 100% independent rapper who's been in the game a while, it's a really strong release. Absolutely. You know, I actually was thinking, if you had told me after Macklemore won the Grammys that in a couple of years, Hoodie Allen would put out an album that I thought was better than Macklemore's, I'd probably be like, eh. Uh, that there'd have to be a lot that would have to happen, and I actually think this album is better than Macklemore's Gemini. As we said last week, I, I think more effort was put into Hoodie's project. I mean, Macklemore said he banged yeah. this album out in like six weeks, so so it makes sense. But yeah, Hoodie put a lot of time in this, and it really shows. And 
think that's something he has to do because he's, you know, an independent rapper with a legion of fans. But him and G-Eazy kind of came up at the same time. But G-Eazy has since gone much more mainstream and was accepted by mainstream rap. He has song, a song mm-hmm. with Cardi B and ASAP Rocky right now. Like, Puddy Allen never really got into, like, mainstream rap that much. You know, like, yeah, he has a song with Kyle here and there. But so he has to really hone his craft and stay grinding and i think that's what he did on this album yeah no i i agree i, I think hoodie was probably probably better than boogie with a hoodie but um, i'm happy to hear that you liked you liked uh, a boogie that, that's cool i mean a lot of people like him <laughs> I, I i don't disparage him he's just not my favorite you know so right. but i'm happy to hear that you're you were a fan of a, a a new new school rapper you know it's funny i've started to think about like the end of year list that we're gonna have to put yeah, together and obviously it's like, already coming like, up <laughs> yeah movies is gonna be tough because i feel like movies they always stack up at the end of the year so probably within the next like month and a half or so yep. that list will be changing i got a, a whole list of them but, already that i know know are gonna be in the conversation so we'll be talking about a bunch of yeah. those soon stay tuned but i feel like upcoming for a lot of this stuff there, other than taylor swift there's no like huge huge other than maybe sam smith on the horizon as well yeah for albums and for tv there's mr robot but after that i mean are there any other big shows that are plan to come out yeah i can think i mean i know the punisher is coming out so it looks awesome but i probably okay. wouldn't crack our top 10 but that's notable i don't th- i mean yeah i mean most most of, we did our full off preview which you can catch at soundcloud.com and on youtube most of our fall preview shows already started so right i don't think anything else is going to sneak up on it. yeah so i mean St- oh stranger things like it, we forgot stranger things. right stranger things so it's looking like for tv and, and music things might already be shaping out to like what the end of the year list is going to look like i mean there will be some unexpected albums i'm sure that might make yeah. a run I mean, but remember run movies, the run the jewels three dropped on like december 26th really helping out all our lists right also they, they dropped a single this past friday they did and i'm wondering do you think that they're going to be like dropping another album oh I'd wait kind of surprised i thought but... that i want to say that was in promotion with something or some kind of soundtrack was i don't it? think that was just a straight Let up me... song yeah so it's uh mean demeanor from yeah i don't know it just says mean demeanor oh, run the jewels maybe i'm wrong i mean it's funny i think some lists some outlets will have run the jewels this year because they already published their list i think you know, like second week of December. So Run the Jewels 3 is effectively a 2017 album. And I think that actually would apply to us too. We put our stuff out before right. it came out. So I think it's only fair to consider Run the Jewels 3. They, they will be on, on my list yeah, in some definitely. respect, I'd, I'd imagine. It's a great album. It's their best um, album. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What, what do we got coming up next week? We got Blade Runner. Yep. There's no real music coming out. I mean, the date if the date holds, the Rob Stone debut album be out. So I'll comment on that if that's worth checking out. So yeah, Blade Runner is our really only big October movie. You know, the next big stuff in November is Thor Ragnarok, Murder on the Orient Express, and Justice League. So after Blade Runner, there's a little lull again as Oscar stuff starts right. gearing up. So um, we have a lot of, like, news industry threads that I've been saving, so we'll talk a lot about that stuff next week if we have some time to fill. All right, cool. We'll be talking a lot of that stuff and Blade Runner. I'm really excited about uh, we'll wrap up there. We didn't get to say it earlier, but please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever. You can get a link to that at soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod and check out some of our older pods. Well, we will be gearing up for the end of the year here soon enough. Man, crazy that 2017 is almost in the books or at least one down yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. If you want to follow Dave at Martin Swagger, if you want to follow me at Sheeny World Peace, and if you want to follow the show at nostalgiapod on Twitter, we like to tweet. Dave, I saw you had some good tweets over the weekend. I was following some of it. Something about video games, Destiny, you were like, I'm out. Oh, yeah, no, I, I uh, Destiny 2 
uh, came out in yeah. uh, being uh, September, back when I was in London. One of the biggest games of the year, big game kicking off the fall game season. And Destiny's a game, just to be brief, where you after a certain point, you need to like really grind and keep playing and repeating stuff to get yourself strong enough to do the best part of the game called the raid. And I enjoyed my time at the game, but I don't think I want to invest or a dozen hours hmm. to grind anymore. So, because I got more games coming up and I got all this TV to watch, all these movies. You don't got time. I don't got time. Like, like I envy all my friends that are just gamers. Like, I know, like, yeah, I have a lot of internet friends that are just, you know, like really big in gaming. That's all they're really focused on. I'm like, wow, what is that like? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I follow everything. Unfortunately, I'm too obsessive. So. <laughs> well like we said if you want us to uh, be talking about stuff please tweet at us leave us a itunes rating and review share us with friends and yeah r.i.p tom petty go Absolutely. go back and listen to some of those tom tom petty and the heartbreaker album you won't regret it yeah damn what a fucking day i'm ready for it to be over but now stelja pod hopefully bringing you some relief from the the difficult things going on we love you stay safe out there see you next week All my days, I'm